Hello, friends. Nico here from the Geek Cast Live, and you are proudly listening to the Movie Podcast Network. Hey there, Cartoon Joe here. If you like what we do, head on over to Patreon.com for special extras and crispy num-nums that you can get for just a few dollars a month. That's Patreon.com slash GeekCastLive. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes or YouTube or follow us on SoundCloud. Be sure to comment, like, review, leave cynical comments, or call Nick mean names. He likes when you do that. Like books? Hate to read? Have ears? Like to listen? Well, we have a solution. Audible.com, where there's over like a million or something books that you can listen to with your ears. Go to audible.com slash geekcastlive for a nice kick in the pants. We'll do it live! It's a trap! Episode 427 Constantinople Cast Live Podcast. She's a gold digger. I am your host, GCR, and with me as always, Rob Bass. Hello, friends. And Cartoon Joe. Uh, seriously, one of these days you're gonna get access to all our pre-show bullshit because we just played a we just played a game that I'm I'm I want to, if it's if you guys want to play, I would like to play the OG's mixtape game it's one of my all-time favorite games so we're gonna start with nick and here's how the game goes we've alluded to it a lot in the past the og likes to make a mixtape that has no cohesive theme and or thought it's just a blort of songs well it's it's auto but but it's also at at an infuriating level not (laughs) like uh not necessarily bad music but just you can't get your groove on you can't get your vibe right Am I at a rave? Am I rubbing bar, one out? Am I is it a bar mitzvah? I don't know. So, so we're gonna go around. Here's the rules: you have to pick four songs, mm. and it has to be you have to say the four songs within twelve seconds. Now, question: Can this be any four songs in our P Star? mixtape or does it have to be what the og would put on his mixtape if we were making it it's the OG's like his like library of music this this would be what you think paul has put together before on a on a mixtape ah and it's not the titles of songs it's just just the names of the band Okay. okay oh well that's that's easier i'm like scrambling for a piece of paper so i can find the names of songs uh, I'll go first. Okay. okay. You're on the clock and go. They might be giants. Oh, you gotta pick. You gotta pick three more. Oh, I thought we were going like a round. Oh no, wait, no, that's a wrinkle in the game. I kind of like that. Nick, I'm goes, sorry, I, I misunderstood. I thought we were no, going like in a circle. No, no, like, no, uh, no. I, I actually like Nick's game better. We'll go Nick, me, Joe, Ra. We'll go by age. Age before beauty. I'll, I'll take that. But now keep in mind that when he says they might be giants. I have to go with something that is almost the exact opposite of They Might Be Giants. Right. And then, and then Joe has to go back to something that's the complete opposite of what I said, but is not yet the same as They Might Be Giants. So uh, if we'd like to start over, 
Uh, Nick, you're on the clock. Go. They might be Giants. The Judds. <laughs> <laughs> Young Kingdom. Ooh. And nice. And Led Zeppelin. <laughs> That's actually, mm-hmm. I've heard that before. That's, yeah, was, I'm I, pretty I, sure. I, I, I'm, I'm certain. But then, because because Paul likes them, you'll get back to back. You'll get like cashmere, and ramble on, and then it'll go right to uh, Chris Isaac. Chris Isaac's <laughs> Wicked Game. Yeah. Uh, followed by uh, the Benny was it like a Benny Goodman? It's the the old Chips Ahoy commercial song. Yep. Them. Right. Uh huh. All right. Yep. Big band. Followed by some Beastie Boys, probably Sabotage. <laughs> All right, so now, now this time, no, Ryan, no, no, you no, get to go no, first. No, it's not sabotage. It's something from Paul's Boutique. Oh, yeah. Mm. Definitely. Um, okay, so I got to go first. I Girls. Say... <laughs> <laughs> the, first, the first song on um, PS2, or the first band on PS2, is... Black Sabbath. Mmm. Uh, Rascal Flats. Nice. <laughs> nice. Solid. Uh, I guess that's me next. Uh, Muse. Suicidal Tendencies. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Fucking Muse. Muse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. And the what thing is, some, somewhere in, a, in a, one of those old, like, Case Logic CD flippy box deals, there's a tape, there's a CD that has some form of what we just said on it. Yes. So, so now, now, Joe, you get the start. Uh, Newsboys. Oh, man. <laughs> um, uh, God. Uh, George Clinton in the Parliament Funkadelic. If only because I know he's brought it up to me a handful of times. Sammy Kershaw. DC Talks. Ooh. Yeah, I went Christian Rap Christian Rock. Rock. <laughs> nice, nice. Like the newsboys. Uh, <laughs> the newsboys. That's a solid start. That's a solid start. Uh, Thank Rob. You. Thank you. Oh, that was. Wait, was that not? Oh, no, was that no, not that me was, that starting? Was, uh, it was Joe started with newsboys. No, uh, uh, uh? no, he started with like boys to men or something. No, I, I said newsboys. Oh, did you say newsboys? I did. Okay. I did. I went. Wow. That was some like really, really weird. Ninety-four. Yeah. Some really weird, like, time loop shit that just happened there. Um, Well, shit, if that's the case. uh, System of a Down. Timmy Trumpets. (laughs) (laughs) The bass and the tweeters bring the freaks out on the floor. Um, I'm going to go with... Well, Paul's uh, been practicing on his his sixth string, so... uh, Jimmy Buffett. Oh. I will just... I'll just steal this boys to men from Ralph. Can you imagine... Low-hanging fruit, it's worth it. Like um, I was like certain that's what I like. That's what I interpreted whenever I heard you say newsboys. <laughs> Hold on, I'm getting a call from my dad for the second time while we're recording. I thought maybe the OG was calling you because his ears are burning. Hey, what's up? Just had that like tingly spider sense feeling. Total butt. He just butt dialed me, but I think before we start talking about Game of Thrones and everything, you know what we haven't done in a long time? Called the K Man. Called the K Man. Ooh, and I know what is, I know, what is it a euphemism for? If we were literally calling the K-Man. Mm. Has has K-Man ever heard of Game of Thrones? 
Uh, he, uh, yes. Yes, I actually asked him. We were out golfing the day, and I said, hey, guys, I can't stay too long. I got a podcast tonight. And he said, well, maybe we'll just be on your podcast. And I said, well, if you guys want to come over, we can. you guys can sit in on the podcast. We're talking about Game of Thrones. And he says, ooh, I like Game of Thrones. There's a lot of rape scenes. Got a boy. And, and, and that's, well, that's the inside joke to that is he won't watch Deadpool because of the rape scene. Oh, gotcha. Really? There, there is no rape scene in Deadpool. No, um, there's there's like International Women's Day, but that's well, there's close. a there's an there's a Fowler used to have this big like a uh, multi faith youth club, <clears throat> and and the leader of this youth group uh, is a friend of Dad's on Facebook, and she got on and said uh, she didn't like she doesn't think people should see Deadpool because of the rape scene, <laughs> and ever okay. since then, Dad has refused to watch Deadpool. You know. Because the rape scene. Oh, is he so just is he just K manning it or is yes, he, um, absolutely. He's that just about right. He's just being a K man. So let's see here. Let's let's see if we can't. Uh... As we wait with bated breath. <laughs> having like another three NyQuil and a foot rub night. Terribly. Oh, the part where we leave him a mess Terribly out? anticlimactic. He literally just called me. So, anyway. Mm. Th- in the industry, we call that anticlimactic. So, anyway, how you guys doing? Thanks, thanks for indulging me in all of my fun ways at the beginning of the show. No, by all means. It's what we do. So, how was your, how's your, how was your, I mean, what... Is that that's it? It's just by all means. And that's I mean, we- I am enjoying <laughs> a, uh, a Phantom IPA from People's Brewery and watching my snake try and figure out how to get his fucking skin off. So, <laughs> is that some kind of sex? You I, say, speaking it, it of you, probably also. It... <laughs> I'm staring at my snake and just trying to get the skin back. Mm. <laughs> like. Ew, like just, yeah. just, just take the condom off, Rob. It's not hard. Uh, dude, it, well, <laughs> after it's been on there for so long. <laughs> oh, too much. Is, this is much. where we took this joke. All right. So uh, how's everyone else doing in any other situation than what we just discussed? I'm doing great. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a bunch of beers and some uh, larceny bourbon into the evening. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I thought they were going to end that Yeah. I know. Like, I'm a bunch of beers and some larceny into my. Like, like you just stole right. the beer from the IGA. <laughs> well, well, I'm a strong bow and. Uh, uh, I didn't realize it was that kind of party. Right. I've, I've, had, I've had two fists of Jameson and some date rape. <laughs> oh. Oh, so you're watching Deadpool? <laughs> How did you say that? You said Deadpool. Like it's. Uh, Deadpool. Deadpool? Oh, did Deadpool. I? I oh, so you're watching a Deadpool. Like, it's oh. two words. That's a weird one. Ugh. It wasn't intentional. So are we going to... Should we have a GeekCast Live golf outing? Are there any listeners that would be interested in that? I mean, you think? I'll, I'll get drunk and chase, uh, chase a little white ball around. That sounds like a great I think idea. you could almost always find an excuse to have a scramble. You know, a best ball scramble. Especially I prefer mine uh, with like a... sausage and bacon. With a little right, bit of cheese. Right, exactly. I like my mine favorite. with Gordon Ramsay way. Mm. With, with penis? Two, uh, like a, with a tear? With, uh, yep. really a half a stick of butter and on and off the flame till it's cooked. Yep. 
The Paula Dean. Oh, <laughs> see, I thought you were going with no, like no, no, no. Ramsey Bolton. No, no, no. Not... <laughs> who, who said the Ramsey Bolton? That was me. I was like, I, I, I'm, I'm like in the mindset of Game of Thrones already. Like, wait, wait, wait. Right, so, like, so, let's, let's walk that all the way through. The Gordon Ramsay, Paula Dean, Ramsay Bolton omelet is a stick of butter. Well, a lot of butter. Culture, That's the Paula Dean. Uh, uh, an angry mm-hmm. tear and it's some dick sausage. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Is that it? That would yep, I, a meal I would, fit for kings. I would assume that that's exactly how you would eat it. You'd have a little bit of you'd have a little bit of dick sausage. You know what's great is you can get all of these ingredients right in the north. That's There's true. really no, I I don't think. I don't think you could find local dick sausage, but I bet you could probably import it. Oh, you could definitely import dick sausage. That's from a like early... Iceland. That was a that was yeah. a very assured statement from somebody who's not nearly as sure on this early, subject as I should have sounded. Early show title: <laughs> Icelandic dick sausage. Hey, speaking of Icelandic, did you have any Icelandic uh, pants of the dead today? Not on the It's not on the menu. Ooh, the, 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 so That's they got disappointing. rid of it. That is a bummer. That's... I had a. I oh, had there's nothing a, like I, some like good Icelandic necro pants. That's really good. Wow, I had a Rue de Floyds. Mm. Ooh. Which uh, was a bad idea because that was thirteen percent alcohol. I didn't realize well, that's, that's like mostly flour and butter, right? Yeah, exactly. And I'd put a pint of it in me before I realized. What was my that, man? Did they did they give that to you in like tulip glass, or did you just get a pint? No, of it? no, it was it was tuliped, but then I had another one. Wow. Mm. And then and then some uh, some Robert the Bruce. Robert the Bruce is a good nice. beer. That is a good one. They they uh they love some some hops at three yeah, Floyds. Yeah, they do. Like yes, everything do. is like sixty eight percent IBP, and uh, so I, I kind of I wasn't able to really get a lot of diversity going. No, you don't. Yeah, it's everything there is uh it's like everything's an IPA. They just don't want to call everything an IPA. Mm-hmm. That I think that's why I like that Icelandic, doesn't bother me at all. Well, that's why I like, like Icelandic Pants of the Dead so much is because it's it's just a sour. And it's there's almost there's almost no hop to it at all, and so I'm like, that's a nice I, palate cleanser at Three Floyds. And that's what I'm saying. When I go there, I'll get like a like a zombie dust or an Alpha King, and then I'll get a Icelandic Pants of the Dead, and it completely cuts all that fucking hop mouth. Well, uh, Gumball Head's not particularly hoppy by I mean no Gumball by Head's their standards. like rolling well, by rock, their, by like their standards. It's, it's a, I think it's like a 36 IBP, but. Right. The Bruce is 24 IBP, wow. and it's it's tasty beverage. The uh, the Rue de Floyd's is a it's actually a super high gravity porter with uh, like cherry and vanilla. Mm. Um, and oh, it's it's aged in uh, bourbon barrels. So now, it's uh it it's quite nice, but it's quite heavy. God bless them. This is gonna be yeah. a, a a really quick regression here, but. Um... Are you guys familiar with where that term, the, uh, the uh, what is it, Icelandic necropants or whatever the fuck it is? The Ice- no. Icelandic pants of the dead. Icelandic pants of the dead. Are you familiar oh. at all with like how, how like historically rooted that actually is? Nope. No. Yeah, historically they, they bury their dead pantsless. Mm, probably, but that's not where this comes from, actually. <laughs> that, way, that way their ghouls are real embarrassed when they... Climb upon the grave in search of fresh meat. There was yep, actually this it. old, like, Icelandic... Like, the, the well, Scandinavian ghouls are very easily shamed. 
Yeah. Yes. Right. They're like the opposite of the aliens. There wasn't a whole lot of in, in Rick and Morty. <laughs> the Night King uh, is so frustrated with his with he's his just, vanguard. He's been looking for pants forever. Have you noticed that oh, none of them shit. are wearing pants except for him? I don't even but, remember if he's all, wearing pants now. But all now. the ghouls are still walking around with their hands covering their junk, you know? Yeah. yeah. Sort of nonsensically. But, uh, and not very well God. either. No, no. Makes no. them vulnerable to I mean, because they're ghouls after all. Well, that makes sense. No, they, this actually, like, roots from uh, something, um, at, like, seated <laughs> in Icelandic witchcraft. It's called Nabrok. And I probably butchered that pronunciation, I'm sure. But anyway, uh, so it was a, uh, a thing that people would try and do to leave their families with an endless supply of money. They would seek out a witch and they would make this like deal with whoever this mystic is. And so what would happen is after you died, they would proceed to flay and skin your lower half of the body. And then they would go through some sort of like tanning and treatment process and they would proceed to tuck a coin into your sack and wear your pants around. And somehow, I'm not quite sure how, that gave your family everlasting wealth. So, history. Huh. Now you know. Coincidentally, that's ba, 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 also the, that's also the uh, first instance of a money pouch. <laughs> mm-hmm. There yep. it is. So, that was a long build-up to that. Hey, nothing, nothing, went to, nothing went to waste. You know. So Icelandic pants of the dead were actually a thing. That's not just some. Uh... Uh, well, yeah, now it, they, makes, it, now it, it actually makes literally wonder. translates to death underpants. In case you were wondering. <laughs> now, now it makes me wonder: is does, nah, does three, like because now there's a there's a three. What did you here. just send me? <laughs> the Wikipedia uh, article on those. What am I looking at? Necro pants. The pants of the dead. Is there a wang on there? Yes, yes, I told you. They they flay the whole lower half of your body and put coins in your ball sack and then no wear your me. then wear your skin pants it. around. I don't know why you don't have it. Why did no one send it to me? I want to see it. a I want to see a dead wang. It's are you not connected to your Wi-Fi on your phone? What the serious fuck? No, I most certainly am. I I oh, fucking I told you. Yeah. I I <laughs> Witchcraft is interesting and very I, weird. I'm going, I'm going to require that of one of you in my will. Okay. <laughs> I, have I, will. To wear, I have to wear your sack pants? Yep. And you have to put coins in it. Death underpants. Yep. Well, which is it just a surprise as to which one? Don't tell <laughs> us now. I'm not telling you. No. Okay, I, I haven't even decided yet. Well, now I'm wondering, does Three Floyds have a reason for all their names, Rob? And so could you tell me what an Arctic Panzer Wolf is? They don't have well, that anymore either. His, historically, they don't have that anymore either. Uh, historically, son of a bitch. Well, the, uh, uh, the Russians actually once tried to uh, genetically fuse both a wolf and a t- German tank, and <laughs> that, thus seems, we that got... seems very Himmler to me for it, it to be it Russian. Was. It was. Well, I mean, it was. Well, they kidnapped him before the it war. It was actually kind of like oh. a. <laughs> I got nothing after that. <laughs> I'm just, just so you know. That's where we sank the ship. This has been our most rich half hour of episode titles that we've ever had. I, my list right now is just. I what? hope you all feel far more educated now. and rich. Like rich chocolate Ovaltine, but for your ears. 
Mm. Show title. For when you want powdered chocolate milk. <laughs> That's what that was, right? That was way before my time. I'm not going to lie. Well, I like, mean, uh, it's like up like, there with like Tang. Like, Ovaltine oh, when moms want to feel better about their laziness. Mm. <laughs> Ouch. Sorry. Like when those stay-at-home moms just want to phone it in. Yeah. <laughs> Television. From from the makers of Lunchables comes Ovaltine <laughs> Conscience. <laughs> Ovaltine Conscience. <laughs> well, this Damn. is a weird place we found ourselves. Somehow. Did you guys happen to see how? Because every episode, I, I share a link to it on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if you guys saw or not how I how I shared last week's show. I, I didn't I, see I didn't it. Well, do with a reminder. I'm just saying, like, because the way that the the way that our shows lately have been going, I shared last week's by saying, "Baby Driver, Thomas the Tank, what the fuck do we even talk about anymore?" And then I just <laughs> shared a link to the show because I, I'm, <laughs> we've talked about I don't know, have we even uh, talked about golf? No. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't recall. I think we've 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 talked some golf, hmm. like a, or at least like the the prospect of a golf outing here in the last half hour or so. Anyway, I brought you all here today to talk about Game of Thrones. Mm. Oh, what's we've that? We've made it. I have some specific questions that I want to hurl your way, um, and then I would like to just have a general discussion about the first two episodes. If that's okay with you guys, that's what I'd like the format to be going forward. Yeah, yeah. Well, Wait, well, what, what is it again? I have some specific questions I'd like to hurl at you guys. And oh, then I'd like to just yeah. generally discuss the first two episodes in a uh, loose, uh, a Podrick Payne-like uh, recap. Perfect. All righty. Okay, so my first question. Uh, George R.R. R. Martin just released in a live journal blog post that... Winds of Winter will not be out this year. It is not. Uh, he it's it's months out, unfinished. How many months? We don't know. But what he can tell us is that both the the uh, backstory world book about swords in Westeros will be released early 2018, mm-hmm. and the first part of Fire and Blood, which is the uh, lineage of the Valerians. Uh, and Targaryens, kind of a, a, a World of Ice and Fire supplemental book, will be released. So my question to you guys is: Does it does it upset you that he's releasing these world books, but he has yet to even finish Winter? Yeah, it's pure. It's pure fucking. Here, look over here. Look over here. Look over here. While I fucking thumb you in the butt. And I and I want to take your I, wallet. And I want to distinguish between frustrated, which I think everyone in the fandom will say that they're frustrated with it, and um, like angry, upset. At yeah, it. it's not frustrated. It's 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 really kind of stupid. I mean, if you look at his fucking, he has spent plenty of time pandering on his blog. That's not a blog, and his schedule of public appearances hasn't gone down it's gone up which i'm sure he's making plenty of coin on um yeah it's kind of ridiculous Wait. at a certain point he's, he's not building anticipation he's actually letting letting the momentum is is probably starting to fade just a few clicks are you secretly jacob unpronounceable duck hand on facebook for <laughs> chance 
Nick would Damn know it. what that is. <laughs> See, I, the I, truth I, comes out. I'm under the I, I, personally. I am, of course, I'm frustrated that I haven't had any winds of winter. I want winds of winter. I will still clamor over and devour whatever world books he creates because oh, I because I want more. I mean, I've been actually. Uh, I spent the day listening. I listened to part one and half of part two of the uh, the hardcore history Shadow of the Dragon today, mm-hmm. just because I want. I mean, I'm, I I love Westeros and all of it contains. I don't think I'm angry yet. I don't think I'm upset to the point of feeling like I'm pissed off that he hasn't produced the next book. I guess I can't. I have a hard time getting there, and I don't know if it's just because I would hate to. I couldn't I'm imagine. Ups- I'm upset because I'm. I'm upset because his brainchild, world, whatever, he's. Let me phrase this right. He's given up power of attorney to it to HBO right now, you know, with them being ahead and doing their own thing. I mean, um, but as, that was a, the case. Book fan, that was the case that's... a long time ago, unless he like really started churning out the books. Like, unless he let, put the last two books out like well, some no, time it, ago. It, we, like, we knew like season until... four that the show was going to bypass the books. Yeah, but it didn't actually do so till halfway through last season. And. You know, so that that's sort of irritating. I, as a book, as a as a book first guy, mm-hmm. I would much rather. Well, all right, put a pen in that. But I, I guess I'm frustrated because, you know, there's, as I also am with my favorite band, because at a certain point, you're just over art scene for over art scene and overthinking sake, and it gets irritating because people don't fucking live forever and momentum is not uh finite so see i'm that's where i'm at surprisingly probably on like the complete opposite end of the spectrum on this of course well of course <laughs> i'm totally with you rob but go ahead uh while i absolutely i think i'm totally love... with you anyway shut up okay. joe uh while i do absolutely love the the song of ice and fire and I, I definitely want to see where it's going i would like to see the next couple of books come out within you know our our lifetime would be grand but um, <laughs> I I thoroughly thoroughly enjoy world building and like being able to deep dive and all of that. Like I I almost prefer that even to just like going through the plot because there's a bunch of like plot and shit that I don't necessarily care about. Like it's it's all very important and intertwined, and he's done a great job at mix mashing all of it together, and it's created a very wonderful and complex story. <laughs> But the components and pieces that put it all together, the sandbox that he's built to play in, you know, all of these like little bitty details, those details, in my opinion, are what truly set the story apart. It's the same reason why I think Tolkien is such a, a massive uh, inspirational and, and um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, standard cornerstone. setting. Yeah, cornerstone. There we go. Cornerstone for, for fiction and fantasy because he had that level of detail. He built... He built from the ground up a massive, very complex universe and just basically put a story in it. All right. Now, I want – before we interject, I want – and those are valid points. Everybody's got – this is a totally opinion-based question. I don't think anybody's wrong or right. But I want Joe's answer, and then I have a, a follow-up question. Yeah. I, uh, I am neither frustrated nor angry. Um, I've had writer's block before too. And uh, to be honest with you, the fact that he's spending any time – 
trying to spark that engine again by spending time in the world doing this world building stuff which and and by the way i think the, a lot of the world building stuff that is being released is probably it's, just it's, left it's over al- from world of ice and fire it's it's already written and i believe it was right. cobbled together and edited by the same people who did the world of ice and fire book absolutely um, so it's it's all backstory so that they just have and i think they're releasing it as almost a way to satiate those who need something new because mm-hmm. it's taking him so long to do wins. It's, it says it. here his quote is whether wins or the first volume of Fire and Blood will be the first at bookstores is hard to say. Correct. Right. So I mean, I, mean, I guess we don't know what's going to come out first, but you you tell me. It's if... pretty likely. I think it's I think it's very likely. But I I, I just I I think I think he's a human being and he writes at the speed that he writes, and it's not exactly plaid. Okay, right. now, now, I agree with that. Now my that's fine. Question. That's fine when you miss your deadline or miss it once or twice. But I, you know, who's setting a deadline for him other than himself? Well, like, that's the thing. His editor. Like, in mean, all honesty, come on. we're not. I mean, you. Okay. Well, either either his publishers and editors have a deadline, or they don't. They're either letting but, him slide. Some people, like Jacob Unpronounceable Duckhand, would say that um, HBO is the one who's setting his deadline. Right. I don't I don't buy that. I don't buy I don't buy that either. I don't buy that for a fucking for a second. But he either has a de- either he has a deadline and they just keep letting him miss it or he doesn't have a deadline. It's just an open-ended thing. Right. Which I think it's more likely the latter than the I think form. it's more like the latter, especially at this point when you know that no matter what he writes is going to be a bestseller. The second he releases wins, it's the number it's a New York Times bestseller. Right. Absolutely. Now here's my follow-up question. As fans who have been with him either on the journey from the start or have just caught up or have never read the books, but because of the show, we have started reading the books. Pause that for one second. Pause that for one second. I'm paused. That's part of why I get pissy, and you won't be surprised by that, is because the, the longer it drags out, the more time it is for thousands more fucking bandwagon jumpers to get on my party train. As wow, I thought was a hipster on as our As someone show. who's been on the books yeah. since they came out, you know, I, slowly I, I don't, I don't, I don't why, understand why, why it's don't. a problem for people to geek on things that you geek on. Well, well, no, because no, they're on, geeking no. on it based on the show. I, I, and, I actually, I actually, and, I, to an extent, I agree with Nick there because there's, I think there is a level of that. I mean, um, you would, I mean, I didn't start reading any of this until the show for came six out. Six months, you know. For you know, I'm I'm not the person that's trying to. It's not a huge deal. Like it doesn't like outrage. But it seems me. like it's a big enough deal that it's like a well, hang I mean, up for think, you. No, think about it. No, think about it, Rob. Uh, we talk about it all the time how we we don't like the fact that now you can go to a, a an early showing of Spider Man at seven o'clock on Thursday, because you should have earned you should have earned it like we did. You should have to be there standing in line at midnight. There's there is it's, still some of that. And it's not a, it's, it's not, I don't want it to, I get, I mean, I guess it is. I mean, that's like, that's like the, the difference there is like me seeing the movie at midnight or whatever the early showing is, and then being upset that people are going the next day to go see the movie. That's no, exactly, it's, that's it's, exactly it's, what it is. It's more, akin that's exactly to, what it is. It's more akin to the fact that I'm irritated because. Or like I saw teenagers. the movie in theater, and somebody is going to the red box or like no, pointing it no, months, it's, and no, months no, no. later. It's, it's because nineteen-year-olds can now order Return of the Jedi swag on fucking Amazon and wear it and think they're being cool. 
That's what bothers me. I don't. Why, I don't know why that bothers you. I, I, I don't it, either. Well, have, no, it's have it, come it, around long enough. People that don't really necessarily haven't been in it. I want. Can, I want. So, so am, am I like? I want am I a bandwagoner people. for watching Star Wars years after you are? No, they've probably never even seen Return of the Jedi. Is the point I'm. That's making. not. That's not the point that I'm getting at at all here. Like uh, uh, by by this I, I logic, I'm a bandwagoner because I watch different points. That's what it sounds like to me too, Ray. I'm, I think I'm you're. Looking. I think you're arguing completely different points. Because it's the same thing. I, you, you know what I almost hate. You know what I almost hate more than anything is. Um, I've been a Cubs fan since 2016. I can't stand that guy. But yet I want more Cubs fans. Of course I want more Cubs fans. But uh, the dude who's like I've 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 like. I've gone through the entire. I mean, I'm a. I've been a Cubs fan since before I knew what a, being a Cubs fan was. And you've got people who are suddenly the most diehard a Cubs fan, and you can't. You, you simultaneously don't want to destroy them because welcome to the fandom, but you still have a sense of you really. Uh, it's not that I'm a bigger fan than you. I just have been a fan. I've actually gone through the fan part of it. I think you can have both and be I don't think that people who have watched the show and when the show's over let's say that when the show ends next year the next two books in the series come out immediately afterwards and there is no wait so a guy can watch the show he's a huge fan they can go out and read all of a song of ice and fire in a year and he never has to wait there's no, no there's nothing wrong with that but I still think that I I uh I earned it, Mox. You know what I'm saying? I, I've, I've, Earn it. Uh, I've waited seven years for another book. I've reread and reread and reread to keep myself fresh. When the next book came out, I've read it. I think you can. Not, not only that, you've, you remember waiting in anticipation for Dance of Dragons to come out. Oh yeah, so, I remember I mean, that. Absolutely. So I think you can have it both ways. You can still feel a little bit elitist about it. You can still feel it's not that I'm a better fan or a bigger fan. I just, uh, you haven't experienced things I've experienced. So the, so to use your example, Rob, the guy who actually saw Return of the Jedi in theaters, he's not that he's a bigger fan than you, but he he has that over you. He, that you can't be better than not. him at that. I mean, I think the, the, I, I, I think the biggest thing that's coming down is I don't understand why it's a competition. It's yeah, not. It's not, a, it's not about the other person. It's not about the other fans. It's just about my personal angst with George R. R. Martin. It's not about other people. It's why do I feel the, the angst with him that I do? And I that's don't why. Know. It's because as long as it drags on, you know, it just becomes... More people can like it's it. A, well, I think... Anyway, it's, 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 not people. It's, not the, people. it's not the amount of people that can like it. It has nothing to do with that, Rob. Uh, Nick doesn't give a shit if everybody in the world reads the books. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not a. It's not a gatekeep. It's not like we can only let ten people in, and and we're at nine. So fight for the last spot. It's. But you can't quantify your experiences as a guy who's read it when it, like, it hit the shelves in 1996, and you've been waiting this whole time for the completion of a saga, compared to the guy who can just he downloads them all to his Kindle and he reads them for a week at the beach. You can't. It's not that one of you is a bigger fan than the other, but you've had two completely different experiences, and that dictates how you. Does, how you uh, digest it. That's all. The guy who gets them all right away, who didn't have to wait for dance, didn't have to wait for winds, or didn't have to wait for a dream of spring, um, he had a completely different experience than you did. 
It's not that I don't want that guy in the fandom. I don't know why that should make me angry, though. Yeah, I don't either. That's what or, I don't. Or envi- I don't. I don't know why. Envious, I don't understand. Even. Like I don't get it. I don't. I'm. I'm not following. So, but I, I'm not trying to be obtuse. I just. I. I. I have a different experience. I think than either of you guys. Well, it, it just it, it adds to the theory that uh, at a certain point, you know, artistically or not, shit or get off the pot. Fucking hand it over to to your own fucking. Well, that, um, that leads, I mean, that leads me but, to but, that leads me to my is... next. That leads me to my next question. As mm-hmm. find a Christopher Tolkien and be and be done with it then. But fucking just as fans finish we, your work. Are we entitled to an end of the story? No, no. I don't think we are either. I don't think we're entitled to anything. No, but stop saying, ah, I'm, I'm feeling artistic. I only another couple months. And then it's, you know, it's one thing if it's like, you know, you're running a little bit behind, but when you're a year and a half behind schedule, I mean, then you're just kind of fucking dicking around with people. Stop, stop doing all the other shit you're doing and finish your main job. His main job being a writer and not including all of the other series, not, not even just related to all of the right, Westeros just, shit. Yeah, no. All of me. the other projects that he's been doing yeah. for longer than he's been doing the Game of Thrones. Yeah, shelve all that shit. <laughs> so I'm not entitled to an ending. I'm just entitled to your focus. Well, I'm I'm not I'm not well, really see, I'm not, not really no. being dickish. I'm kind of being literal. I take it in any career path, you know. If you're a uh if you're a banker by trade, by job and you've got clients, but also you're a uh fucking amateur golfer and you fucking blog and you host a podcast. Well, if you've got customers that have signed up to buy products from you at your bank job and they need their loans or their other shit and you keep fucking sending them emails saying, hey, you know, uh, um, I'm whatever the fuck, I'll be at it next week and you're three months into it, you know, or whatever. I mean, make your analogy whatever you want it to be. At a certain point, you're fucking jerking off and you're jerking off other people and not in the fun way, the fucking dry handy. I mean, Just, I'd say that as a writer, he is continuing to do his job by writing. I agree. It's not he, what necessarily what you want, but he's what is, what putting he out material. What has he written uh, and put he out? Just, he just put out another wild cards. He's, yeah. Um, yeah. He is continuing to produce work. It's just not – he's just not produced wins. Right. So I'm not I, – I, once again, I just I, – I really just don't understand what your hang-up is. No, I think you understand. Yeah, you do. Up. You know exactly just, what it is. You just I understand you, it. You I just, just I just agree with it. I right, disagree you, with it. Right, you Excuse just disagree. Me. You understand it. You just disagree with it. That's yeah. You you know. I think, it. I think stop, that's that's stop where I'm at. saying. Stop saying it's around the corner every two or three months. Just if you're not going to put it out, just shut up and work on it. Whatever. But stop jumping. Well, I think. Up but the, the, the problem is, I think there are so many. There are so many fans who are constantly shouting into the void at him. That I feel like he he feels the need to say, "Hey, it just chill. It'll be out when it's ready." But he can't just say that because then it'll be, well, you know, "Oh, that, I'm dying of cancer. Can you just tell me what the end is?" You brought up. Well, no, third, I can't because I don't know how it's going to end yet. You brought up my third question in this mm-hmm. series. Would you rather him just released a uh, a non-perfect, not what he wanted, but it got it to the publisher? version of wins or would you rather wait till 2020 to have wins in your hand 
2020. I, I personally believe that it's it's in its 99.9% finished form and has been for a year. He's just having pressure, self-induced pressure to make it to tweak and tweak and tweak and make it more and more perfect. But we know, he, I mean, we, we, we know we all know a, how it's going to end and we, we also know he's a stickler forever. For that. We know he's a stickler for that. He did that with Feast where Feast and Dragons was supposed to be one, then he decided to separate it, and then it turned into two books, so we had to make both books perfect. I mean, he's a... Uh, I mean, at no point in time is this, like, new new antics news. for him. Right? No, yeah. no, 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 this isn't... This isn't yeah, yeah. This isn't, like, suddenly... It's not like we've had a new book every year for five years, and then suddenly it's been 25 years. Um, but that, but the it, kind that of is writer that he is. Would you rather, has would you rather have him just have you put it in your hands, or would you rather wait five more years? At this point, just put it out. I'd rather wait five I, more years. I would wait five I, I would, years for it. There's absolutely no guarantee that anybody, any fan, any whatever, is going to be all as invested three, four, five years from now. I, I like I like built momentum, and and I, I'm I'm dead serious about this in a lot of things. I mean, timing matters, you know. And there there a fever pitch does not last indefinitely, and that's been proven. In film, in music, in politics, whatever. So, an actual give, give me, give me <laughs> what I want, or you know, not just me, but give it while it's still relevant and while it's still, why I can still get the enjoyment out of it that I'm looking to get out of it, and most people are looking. Would to get you out get of it. less enjoyment out of it five years from now? Yes. Why? I've I've read books that have come from the '80s. That's, I mean, that's been a little while for me. Yeah, but okay, yes. It's not the same thing, Rob. You're really, That's not the same thing at all. And I'll give you a, I'll give you my analogy because everybody knows my favorite band is Tool. And they've dawdled on putting out new music so long that I've kind of just given up on them ever doing new music. It doesn't mean that I don't love them and I wouldn't go see them live playing their old stuff. But I've I've like stayed up all night to wait for their album releases before stayed up all night to listen to them looped over four or five times, and if they gave me new music right now, I'd probably go to sleep and I'd listen to it in the car later when I have time and it'd be cool. But I wouldn't be passionate it's, about it like I would like to be passionate about it because it's put off for so fucking long. It doesn't. So at what point in time is that honestly the rate? At what point in time, though, is that honestly the writer's onus or responsibility, though? Well, I mean, that's, that's well, that's the point where that's that's kind of what it has been a huge topic of discussion in the fandom as of late, especially yeah, since you're, you you're released... acting like I just made this like fucking angsty position up. No, it's just no, no, no. You, you happen it's, to be the guy who no, you just it, represent <laughs> the angsty position. It's 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 been a huge topic of discussion ever since he released his not a blog post. Because everybody, you know, there was that thing where he released like the Doom of Valeria is upon you Bible quote thing the, like the day before the uh, premiere. And everybody thought we were going to get news that Wins was going to be released like then. And then a week later, he posted things saying that, hey, just so you know, not done at all. He, he is um, a bit he is a bit of a mind cock tease. Yes, he is. He absolutely I'm is. not denying that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So so it's been a huge topic of discussion. And so that that's the only reason I'm bringing it up. I'm I'm of the I'm of the thought that I'm not entitled. To, the only thing I'm entitled to is what I've already purchased. I don't. He doesn't owe me fucking thing. If he fucking put a blog out right now that said, you know what, I'm done. 
uh, if somebody else wants to pick up the story and write it officially, that's up to my publisher. I'm not writing anymore. I would be crazy disappointed, but then when Wins came out, I would fucking buy it and I would consider it to be canon and that would be the thing. And I wouldn't blame him because he's fucking he's done writing. People just change fucking careers. I, I totally get it. Right. But, but, I, I do think that, to Nick's point, if you were to have... If, if you if you are reading a book every year for two years and then there's a fucking 15 year break and then you fucking read the next book, it's not going to be as I don't I, I mean, I think he's I think he's got a solid point there. And it's not the same, Rob, as just saying you read a book that was written in the 80s. Now, I think that's a that's a totally that's like a different thing. That's like yeah, yeah. that's like listening. That's like listening to oldies music. I, It's not the same. So. I don't know. It's just it's an interesting discussion. I don't think anybody's wrong. I just but I don't think anybody's I don't think anybody's necessarily right either. It's just well, uh, yeah, totally. totally. I just I disagree vehemently with with the point that Nick's been making. Seconded. So what you, point is it, what I mean, point is it that you think I'm making? It well no I just so I just for me and my experiences I don't have the the high level of passionate interest in this story that you apparently have. Mine is more of a smoldering interest. So. Any fuel for the fire keeps my smolder going, so I don't I don't need the book that badly to keep my my interest in the story rolling. So five years from now, when it comes out and I read it, I'm gonna be just as excited about it as if it came out today. There it is. Okay. I don't I don't have there's very little in this entire world that I care about enough that I need it tomorrow and five years from now I'm not gonna care about it. I don't think not it's care just, about it is the. I think that's the wrong way to say what Nick's trying to say interest. too. Sorry, lose interest in it or lose the same level of interest that I currently have. Maybe, especially it's, something it's, that, as you said, we have invested such time into. Right. So I just i i have a i have a different feeling about it. I guess, and that's fine. I just i don't i don't i don't necessarily need him to shit or get off the pot as long as it happens. Have you guys it, have you guys had your ten year high school reunion yet? Uh, mine's coming up in two years. When you were in high school, was there a girl you were really hot after? Yes. But maybe, but maybe you never had, or maybe you you were kind of with off and on, and there was a a thing, and it was really interesting. Sure. That, that's actually what I was thinking about as as I was trying to relate this because I've because I've had I've had my ten year reunion, right? And there was a girl in high school that we were a thing off and on all through high school, right. real high levels of intensity. Sure. And then, and then I didn't see her for like nine years, mm-hmm. and I saw her at the ten year reunion, and right. I said, "Eh," and I moved on. Totally, which is a really weird analogy, right? But it's apt. But which is what I'm saying. I'm not infatuated with these books. I love them. Yes, there it is. Well, maybe that's you know, and maybe that's maybe that's the. Uh, Maybe that's the crux of the conversation. I don't know. So that's that's just I, how I, I, I think about. that's actually the heart right, of it. In the, in the language that you just described, I'm not infatuated with them. I don't have a crush on these books. I'm invested in them for the long haul. And when the next book comes out, I'm going to be happy no matter when it comes out. Or well, if you it put doesn't, it to me I'm once, right? It's not a cigarette or a cigar. It's a pipe, something that you tend to <laughs> and want to smolder for as long as you can. My, I said, right. My Alan Hillside dating uh, and nice. nice. Coming back coming back after like six years. Okay, so okay, so now to move on, 
Um, we've all seen the first two episodes of this season, yes? Yes. yes. Um, I want your. I, I just want your high points and I want your low points in a combined two episode stretch here. Oh God. Kyrie, Boy, Rob, and Joe. Episode. Oh, it was incredible from beginning to end. The creativity <laughs> that HBO has taken is. It, it really wets my palate. It's. Uh, I love the, what they're doing to really expose new plot lines. It was tremendous. The cinematography was top notch in the no, fire. Actually, and, no, I actually, love where they've no, gone with Euron up... because it's you know it's <laughs> really art. It's really artistic, and they're making a statement. Hold on, you brought up. I mean, I will say at least the CGI is good. Hold on, you brought up you brought up cinematography, and I'm actually going to say that's a high point for me. To go from to go from uh, Sam Tarly cutting grayscale off of Jorah Mormont right to a fucking hot pie, hot pie. Really, that was that's some fucking camera work. That's that's actually go... that's. I think that's more editing than cinematography, to be it fair. It is, but, 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 but uh, I think it's part of it, though. Boy, that's good. Yeah, to get, to go from uh, uh, Miss Andre's hand going to the bedboard to uh, Professor Slughorn pulling the book off the shelf. Yeah, that yeah, was, there's, uh, yeah there's, there's I mean, there have been a lot of really cool the, camera tricks. The bedpan scene about made me <laughs> gag, though. I really okay, so, in episode one. I so thought the I'm rhythm section in that was just yeah yeah. So I'm, I'm watching that and I'm like, okay, I get, I actually kind of liked it for like yeah. 12, for like twelve fifteen seconds. It went about and twenty then, seconds too long. I'm I'm I got I got two guys watching it with me and I actually said I actually got perturbed, which is that's I wasn't upset I wasn't I was perturbed and I said okay that's enough and then it stopped like they heard me. <laughs> like it went it was like a fucking family guy skit it went like yeah. like chicken well, fight yeah it was, it was like okay you can end yep. yeah no no that's good we get it yep bedpan puke gruel get it yep bagging yep clean the bag you know okay still doing it <laughs> the only thing I really liked about that like and I had to like it afterwards upon review which was that it was the only point in the entire episode where it showed that time was passing <laughs> <laughs> yes um, can we talk for a second about, um, like, uh, Calvin Klein edition of Euron Greyjoy? It's really, really frustrating. Well, you that? know my position. Oh, God, he's the worst. <laughs> so, so, Rob, tell us why it's all he's that you ever jerked off about. CVS brand Euron. I don't... As far as, as I don't far know as if you've like goes. ever listened to me talk about this show before, like in the history yes, of your life. Tell us why that gets your Greyjoy boner up. And I'll just say, God. Here. Well, no, I will say I'm actually I'm a little pissed. You know, it makes them flaccid. I'm a little more pissed off. I mean, because there's there's more Greyjoys than Tullys, but they are so fucking with your Victorion, Victuron. What are we saying that there? Did you see him get off that fucking uh, boat? And he had that's fucking, it's Euron. It's Euron, not Victorian. Well, they're doing, a, they're doing a well, yeah, but they're doing smash. this like awful yeah, fucking mashup. I know, I know, but what, I, I have no right to say anything because uh, what's yeah. really weird is how upset he is. He slept with his own wife. <laughs> <laughs> There's a scene in the second episode. It's the worst. It's it might be the worst in game. Hold of on, Thrones. hold on. Are you talking about where where Rob jumps over the side of the ship? <laughs> <laughs> Rob Turncloak. Yeah, with his Live like fight fucking... another day. My name is Reek. It slant rhymes with sink. <laughs> he he goes over the side just like Zach Braff does action. 
He does. He like does like the fucking. <laughs> no, it's it's the scene right before. Okay, so so. Oh, that uh, wasn't it. I thought that was no. It. The worst scene ever seen. Yara, or Yara, I guess they call it. What do they call her? Yara in the show. It's Yara. Yeah. Yeah. Yara and Theon are are on the deck, and they they're seeing Euron's ship heading towards them, and then that like front prow bridge apparatus comes coming down. <laughs> And they do yeah. like a really weird, a really as good as the editing was in the discussion earlier. They do like a, it's like they just had the film, and they kind of just like blindly took a scissor to this point, a scissor to this point, and put it together. All of a sudden, it's Euron like screaming like ah, and, he, and then he, and then the thing lands on the fucking boat. It's the worst <laughs> it, editing. And it lands it on a guy. Go, didn't it like, also go suddenly from day to night? Yes. Absolutely, it's the worst I've ever. It's the worst ga- Game of Thrones scene I've ever fucking seen. You don't like Euron Victorion doing his Hugh Jackman fucking <laughs> approach, his best saber tooth impression. No, no, like his Tony Award winning <laughs> fucking onboarding Rest, scene. It was bad. It was bad, and I couldn't. And listen, Rob, I, like Rob, I so anyway, Rob, why don't you complain about the Greyjoys for a little bit? Because I know you're just fuming. That's what I'm saying. I, I feel terrible for you because you actually like the Greyjoys. I mean, you're like a you're oh, and a, they are, Greyjoy. and it, and it is it is fucking terrible. Mostly because, like God, uh, I don't know. Euron's fucking like attitude, his fucking outfits, everything about this Euron Mascara. actually like it, like He's infuriates a song and dance me. Man. It infuriates me on like like the most primal of levels. You know what's really impressive though is their ability to build ship that many ships with no wood, with no wood whatsoever. Or uh, I really like that his like catchphrase or his like like his answer to everything is like murder. Mm. Like we should murder it. Don't you want to murder your brother? I want to murder my niece and nephews. We should murder people together. And then I want to be your husband. But I won't murder you. Mmm, mustache twirl. It's me, Joshua Jackson. <laughs> right. Like, like, I could have been okay Percy? with them, like, picking this guy for, for Euron. If, like, if only because, like, the only other pertinent, like, gradually up until that point was Theon. And this guy looks vaguely like Theon. So, sure, fuck it. I can see where you're coming from. Like, vaguely that. in the term that but, he's a white man. And they've got the same kind of like frog face going on, but uh, he doesn't have like he doesn't have a fucking eye patch. He doesn't have the blue lips. He doesn't have like any of the swagger that Euron carries how, how with him hard, at all. Like, how hard like, would it have been to just give fucking Pilau Asbeck, which I believe is how you pronounce who? his name? You're probably right. How would how hard is it to just give who him has an Asbeck a fucking eye patch? It isn't like I can even understand like like not doing the whole like like going into crazy detail and like let's give him blue lips because he drinks you know shade of the evening all the time and this and this and this and like actually rip out the tongue of all of his crew if we want any of them to ever be like any sort of relevant to the story. But at this point in time, they're not. We don't necessarily like we know that's what they do to other people on the ship, but that's not getting confirmed. He dresses like he's going to a fucking Billy Idol concert. And he doesn't have a fucking eye patch. Like, just, who I is this him. motherfucker, and why does he have Victorian's axe? If you look at him from last season, last season he's like fat. He's got like curly hair. Um, he's like out of shape. Like, like his. He's going fucking, through his, a midlife crisis in a Billy Idol concert. Yeah, it's like you just bought a fucking V six fucking Ford Mustang, <laughs> sky blue. 
and <laughs> with big flags and a ramming fucking attachment on the front. And then he, and then all of a sudden he shows up at Cersei Lannister's place, like, and he's hey, got like he's got some sort of like pleather, like it's mm-hmm. like he fucking blindly walked in the Spencer's gifts with his hands out. And just whatever he fucking whatever he he's the, you know what he up. is he's he's the guy in Greece who sings the did she put up a fight line he's Kinnicky. oh god he's Kanicky he's Kanicky <laughs> you're right oh such oh, a fucking man. joke it's it is it, as as decent as episode one was season two was or episode two was bad yes. And saying decent for the first episode, I would still. still I think you could go through every episode and find the high point. You know what Um, was actually. um, You you guys, I suppose, will appreciate this after listening to me be me for a few years. Um, I was. I I couldn't figure it out till probably halfway through watching the first episode um, why I wasn't so angsty. And uh, I, I was actually able to uh, I, I almost enjoy watching the show this time around um, because I wasn't constantly burdened by it butchering the books. I totally you know, agree not, with you. Not that I like necessarily where it's going, but at least I'm able to just sort of suspend my disbelief and I'm just – it is what it is because there may never be another book, so I can just kind of enjoy the show for wherever it wants to take me. Well, enjoy and, the show for not, the ending. Um, sure. I mean, whatever. I mean, it's 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 a good show in and of itself. But I couldn't enjoy it before because it's so fucked with the books, which I guess I hold um, more sacred than I thought I did. I, I skipped um, two whole seasons, so I'm totally in your boat on this one. Here, here's here's a question for you, and that and this is I feel uh, when when KRT from the big group hears this, she's going to probably yell at me because I should know the answer, but. Did they just invent the fact that um, it could also be the princess who is promised, just for yes. like no. a show trope? Yeah. Or yeah, I honestly don't is know. Is that from the books, Rob? But you no. know what? Yeah, we but should. Yes. I would say we should get David J. Peterson back on to ask him. Is that? I'm from- almost certain. I'm. I'm almost certain it's actually referenced in the books before, whether it's in the uh, the world of the ice and fire or at some point in time during the actual series. But it's mostly because of the entire dragons can actually be male or female and switch back and forth. And the old Valerian text, there's like gender gender neutral uh, pronouns essentially, and that's what they use to reference it. It I'm was a royal sure gender neutral. Case, I'm, I'm like I'm like very very certain that that's the case. I can't remember offhand where exactly it is, but I thought for sure I'm, that was. Hey, there's a hold on. There's a guy coming on for the White Sox. They're playing the Cubs right now. Um, mm-hmm. He has an ERA of 22.5. That should be good for us. 22.5. ERA is earned run average. That's how many runs scored against you in a nine-inning frame. So if he were to pitch, if this guy were to... Averages 22. If this guy were to fucking pitch a nine-inning, a complete game, he would have given up 22 and a half runs on average. Oh, my God. Meaning that some games he gives up 30, some games he gives up 14. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how he's still in the goddamn league. I can give up 22 runs a fucking game. That's amazing. Anyway, sorry, not to derail you, but I saw that number and was fucking shocked. I so, yeah, it's a high number. 
Yes, yes. Hey, Rob. Yes. What you kicking on this week? Hold oh, on, shit. we haven't even talked about the show yet. We've talked about it the whole fucking time. What else you want to talk about? What do you want to talk about? Uh, uh, Nymeria and how big of a letdown that fucking reunion was. Well, it's 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 very obvious what that's going to be. I was I was kind of hoping Maisie Williams would get torn to pieces for the shock value. <laughs> I kind of I actually didn't. I I was there actually was a really part of me that, that was thinking you know what's going to be great here is when she like goes to raise a hand to like touch the snout of her old dire wolf and she the bites her hand right off. Fucking bites her hand off and all mm. the wolves jump in and kill Arya Stark. Mm-hmm. I thought it. There's a part of me that said that that is, is no one else is no right one now. else. I was going to be like Nymeria scored me a hundred points. <laughs> There's actually a person in my league who, for whatever reason, decided that he was going to draft Ghost, Nymeria, and I, I feel like there's dog. still... Is, is Sha- no, Shaggy Dog's dead at this point. No, is Shag- there another... Summer's dead, still... and Grey Wind's dead, and Lady is dead. Okay, so it's just it's just the two then, isn't it? Well, Shaggy Dog yeah. is Rickens, and as far and as... He's dead. Know, well, no. He, like... No, we, we just saw Wolfhead. Ever. But... No, Rick. What? what? Rickens dog? Yeah, we we that was established like in the season nope. they had the Battle of the Bastards. Rickon ran. Oh yeah, Rickon did die. You're right. I forgot. Yes. Uh-huh. So, like, I was yeah. busy remembering him being taken away by uh, Tonks. Hey, and so Nick, what you're saying? You read into that scene a little bit more than me, apparently. Oh yeah, easily. One, I I do kind of uh, I. I'm liking the Arya character more and more and what they're sort of doing with her. Um, whether it's fucking completely trite or not, um, I'm just, I'm liking the sort of surly on a mission Arya. Yeah, um, you know, Nymeria does the whole doesn't recognize her, runs away thing, and then is going to show up to save her the first time she's in distress next episode. She's going to be cornered by something and all the wolves are going to come and absolutely wreck ass and save her. So you're saying you can she see that shows coming up, from nine miles away? Yeah. You're saying she shows up to Winterfell because that's where she's whether going. It's, whether it's Winterfell or on the way to the first time she gets in like a, a skirmish where it's four against Arya, she's gonna kill two of them, and then it's gonna be the end of the line for Arya, and then here comes uh-huh. Nymeria. Oh yeah, without so question. Like, when she runs back into Ed Sheeran, overly good-looking, rat-faced guy, yeah, and the, uh, the formless bowl cut, yeah. God, Gorbless. Of course, yeah. Nymeria is coming back, without oh, question. You know, I I can't say that you're even. You're not even way off. It's well, I, I have exactly no doubt she's coming back, but you're probably that. That probably nails it, right on the head. Yeah, they weren't real subtle with that. With that whole, no. I'm going to turn my back on you, thing. Um, uh, does Does Sansa stab John right in the back? No. I hope she stabbed right in the dick. I think I think they're yeah. gonna try to do. I think they're gonna make it seem like she's gonna say she's gonna do what Littlefinger tells her to do, and then right at that penultimate moment, she's gonna have Littlefinger killed, or she's gonna mm-hmm. kill Littlefinger. Littlefinger, how about you give me your gray worm? Chops it off. Oh. Uh, Speaking of that, let's yeah, talk about. Let's, I, let's you, talk you're about. Right. You're right. I went to the geekery early because we didn't talk about Masande and Grey Worm. Yeah, we didn't talk about doing it without bits. I thought that scene was great. But here's the deal. He did it without I bits. No pro- I have no problem with the, with the, the total scene. I mean, it, it gets its point across, but do you really have to go with, like, the dry hump? It was a little... I mean... It, there was, you know what? I mean, it's not like he's ever hump, done it before. Dry hump into what? Cunnilingus, though. 
I, that part's the transition is fine, but like the idea that you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's still nerve endings down there. I I, I honestly thought the scene was pointless. I thought so. Like in previous seasons, they've spent too much time on this romance to not bring it's, it back. Like, it's, they're, they're I'm still just upset they spent any time on this romance. Rob, but that that's, is exactly my point. That's that's where I'm at. I, yeah, should, it was it was a fine scene. Spent, it made sense in context they of everything. Have spent no point of time on their romance. It's completely forced and unnecessary. But because yes. because they spent time on the romance, I'm glad that they had this scene. Is how and I if they're going to do that scene, then I'm quite glad that you know they were very thorough in their uh, exploration of, you know, well, whatever. Couldn't it's fine. that scene though have been like not eight minutes long? Yeah, for sure. Couldn't they have just? Couldn't they have just? Uh... Let me tell you what they did to Unsully. Right, they I don't things right. that scare us. Right, next my, to us, my friend. I am scared of boobs. Flaccid face. He did not like ducks, so they gave him so, a duck. I had another friend who was not so sure about lunch meat, and they made him eat ham. Like, and speaking of setting a scene up, for boobs make me play, nervous. You know that that's just setting up for one of them to die. So yeah, I mean, oh yeah, it's, totally. it's most so... likely Grey Worm when he fucking sacks Casterly Rock next week, or tries to. Uh, how do, how? do you think that they're gonna follow through with that have, though? Have you After seen, the watch, they watch, can't. They don't have any ships, and they don't have an army. Listen, watch any fucking coming <laughs> attraction you. or trailer for this season, and it clearly shows unsullied versed Lannister army. So, I yeah. mean, but that could also be at King's Landing. Nonsense. They haven't said anything about nonsense. sending the. They've said nothing. They've said nothing about sending the Unsullied to King, to King's Landing. Well, they actually sent somebody. Absolutely now right, they but they did. The Dornish, their yeah, they don't have the Dornish anymore, and they don't have the the fucking Greyjoys anymore. Oh, so you're saying they just changed the whole plan? They just pivot? Yeah, uh, yeah. They, I mean, right, they don't that, whether they like it or not, or discussed it before. They have to pivot now because they're that, well, you gotta, you gotta let the dragon be the dragon. Well, I guess Olena did tell her that, didn't she? That's true. Uh, yep. All right, so Lady so Sweetwater. You've you've heard me give give my positive kudos. So I, I'm not being I'm not being surly show guy anymore. That said, I really wish if you're gonna kill off pointless Dornish women, just finish the job. Do all of them, and, and let's them. for God's sake let that plot line go away. Well, yeah. see now the next episode he's gonna parade. Hilarious sand yep. and whatever sand snake he has through the fucking streets of King's Landing, bring him right to Cersei, and then Cersei, Cersei will probably have the mountain do something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, speaking of things I liked in the first two episodes, then I brought up the mountain. Sandor Clegane's whole redemption oh, arc. Oh yeah. Calling back to the earlier season where he he basically let them he left them to die, going mm -hmm. back to that same place and then burying them, telling them they deserved better, all that. It, his, I, that's been great. I, I think all of that yeah. is terrific, Although, except for his sudden epiphany by looking in a fire. Because I was, was expecting like, I like, was expecting like sarcasm. after his, yeah, I was expecting like sarcasm. Like I see a wall and there's a bunch of dead walking. Really? Nah, go fuck yourself. I <laughs> like I, he's I from also Brooklyn. Expect, I, well, yeah. Right, exactly. Well, Brooklyn I'm walking here. I'm walking here. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> 
Yeah. Like, that, that's what I was wanting for that. Like, I was actually wanting him to be, like, dead on, but completely <laughs> sarcastic about it, and, like, dropping it. But instead, they, like, the, the Lord of Fire is working through you, da-da-da-da, which I'm sure he is, but, like, let's have, like, just a, a modicum of subtlety. I will like, say, with, with all... Like, not everything needs to be hammered on the fucking head. Like, oh, look, a Dornis invasion. A with, foreign invasion is coming. With all the time we're spending watching Sam read books... We could probably spend a little more time on Sandor's redemption arc so that he doesn't have to, bam, Deus Ex Machina happen all at once. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's where I'm at. That being said, I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but that whole uh, foreign invasion scene between Yara and Alaria was entirely improv. They had no idea where that was going. It was, I tell it you, ended up in that a was very... the best acting Alaria has had in the entire career that she's had in this You're show. You're probably absolutely right. Like, in the course of the whole show, that's probably one of the better scenes that's come out of her. But, yeah, just thought I would share. I recently found out that was all improvised. Who? What? The scene where <laughs> where Theon is awkwardly watching his sister make out with the, uh, Oberyn's widow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Widowed paramour. Fake widow. Uh, what is the what is what yeah, is those, the, those yeah what is the term well for yeah. paramour? Yeah, that yeah. Was... they could have let they could have let that go on for thirty more seconds before. <laughs> speaking of <laughs> speaking of things that, that get my goat, you know, and Rob, I don't mean to offend your fucking cracking sensibilities, but where did they get some sort of machine gun fucking flaming trebuchets on yeah, board ships? Where were those being fired from? Because they were firing a shitload I mean, of fire rockets. Who was who was in charge of that? Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what? All of a sudden, it was like, like you thought they were firing them from shore. Right. I'm not a. Or like literally called down the heavens. Yeah, like conveniently, there's a meteor storm that's getting ready to fly through this fucking bay this night that we're going to raid them on. <laughs> right, exactly. That they have also, coincidentally, these sailors who have, most of them been sailing their entire lives and their ancestors before them have sailed, can't read the fucking stars, but lo and behold, here's this meteor shower that's going to fuck all of us tonight. Yeah, nobody was in the crow's nest enough to see this fleet fucking scooch up on us. Well, but... it was moderate It was moderate to light, you know... It was, it was sort of misty. It was there was, there was, there was a little bit. Of, it was like a, it was a partly. It was partly cloudy that night. <laughs> I got a bit of the glaucoma. The problem is that whenever Yara took all the ships, she didn't get any of the castmates, so she, they had to just like pick and choose, and she picked a bunch of like just blind fucking crows men. Yeah. Yeah. It was actually. Is that the proper term? Who, of... What is the term for he who sits in the crow's nest? A crowsman. A crowsman works for me. I don't. I, I, I man, I'm, the crow. I, I'm sure that it works, but I, I don't worst, think that's right. Maybe the worst scene in two episodes was the sand snakes in the hammocks. Ugh. Oh my god! Oh my god! It I is, blacked that out until just now. I don't know why they. Can, there has, there has been there has been some good writing on this show. The whole Good how- writing, nothing. Why can't they? Why can't they find ethnic-looking women who can act? It's I not. I mean, they can plug they that exist. in. They're out there. I mean, the, the the like you watch the scene in one of the earlier seasons where Hound, where the Hound eats all the chicken and they have that skirmish and he he fucking oh, has that whole dialogue. It's fa- it's fantastic. It's wonderful writing, wonderful dialogue. It's like anytime they get to ha- like. Like, okay, we have to show that the Sand Snakes are on the boat, right? 
yeah, we probably should. Okay, just so show him we... sleeping in a hammock. <laughs> right, so what are we just, just going to dance to him? No, 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 no. Let's have him like have some sort of like, um, like a repartee. Um, well, what should they talk about? Let's have him be like, make it. Make it <laughs> let's make it really like um, Valley Girl, like a remember, babysitter's club. You remember that bad pussy line? <laughs> <laughs> like that God, I f- f- actually like block that from my memory. I'm it's not gonna terrible. Lie. <laughs> Mommy! Oh my god. That's the fucking... That? That? I, I actually cheered Those for Those are death. the children of Oberyn Terrell. Yeah, Oberyn Terrell Martell. Yeah. I'll kill them both. And I'll, it'll be my glory. I will say, though, the one good thing, the one like truly, genuinely good thing that came out of this last episode was the fact that since Euron killed two named characters... I got to rack up some really hardy I got, points. I got a lot of good points. And I've taken I've taken two people off of other people's fucking teams. So that warms my soul some. How come you didn't I've join, actually like Can I ask why you didn't join the Geekcast Live yeah. um group scrub? Uh cuz apparently I'm a scrub. Is it is is things still open to join that? And yeah. Zach Braff yeah. comes full circle. Like I I I I am <laughs> late. Yeah, it's uh Okay, so uh, one more question then. Uh, I'm and I get that I'm nitpicking because it's the fucking HBO script team, but how did Jorah just somehow end up in a fucking cell in Old Town? The same way that Varys uh, just fucking uh, shows uh, up wherever he wants. If you read the letter that he was writing, uh, he was when he was sent away to find a cure. Old Town was where he uh, eventually went to because he didn't know where else to go to find a cure. Gotcha. All right, so best and worst moments of the first two episodes combined. Uh, I will go first. I really okay. like. Uh, I really like the the Arya arc, and I like it because. Um. In seasons past, I think they would have made some stupid thing happen, like where she. Fought or killed some of the the merry band of Ed Sheeran's. But I actually liked that scene. Um, I liked kind of... I don't know. I just like what they're doing with her. Even with the fucking very, very obviously contrived, I'm turning my horse to the north. I'm okay with that. That's cool. Let's just see where that goes. Um, I don't know. I, I just... I like it. Uh, the... Theon over the side, overboard, was, I think, quite obviously awful. Uh, we've touched on all things sand snakes, but they're dead. Um, I, I guess all, I, pretty much all things Greyjoy, I think, have been kind of uh, poo-poo so far. Joe, best and worst. Uh, worst is, uh, for me, uh, Greyjoy, terrible, but it's already been covered. But uh, Cersei Lannister is awful. Uh, she, what a good actress to waste in that role right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the way that Jamie is just being whipped around like he's not even book Jamie anymore is pathetic. Uh, best. That's uh, a good call. Very good. Uh, probably you stole, you stole my worst, but go ahead. Uh, Tormund. Uh, Ian Brienne still. <laughs> my best moment. Oh yeah, yeah there was I, like would, I would. I would. That was really good. Yeah, I really liked that a lot. 
uh, my worst is uh, the total the total show decomposition of what Jamie Lannister actually is at this moment in the books. I, it is disheartening. Yeah. I really, I really thought that they, cause they actually did the scene where she sends him the letter and he just, instead he just comes home. He doesn't throw it in the fire and leave her be. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that he is still like walking around with his nose in her ass or, or pussy. However, I don't know. However you want to, whatever mm-hmm. show Jamie's doing. Um, Horse and pony. Yeah, that that I think is Cut. the worst of the last two episodes. That scene where they had the big map and everything, uh, he just was I just did a- like uh, just I like putting my tinfoil hat on and going, ooh, <laughs> she was standing on the neck and he was standing on the fingers. Hashtag Valen Carr. Right. He says uh, with I, too much spit. I, <laughs> my favorite uh, or, or my my best I think is going to be. Um, I really liked the scene with Varys and uh, and and Danny this last episode. That was she good. kind of she kind of basically calls him to the carpet and he just says like "fuck you, I'll treat you like any other monarch." So I like. What are you that. gonna do? Cut my dick off? Right, exactly. What are you gonna do? Kill me? I don't care. What's what's worse, death? Right. Next. Uh, Rob. Oof. Um. Let's see. Trying to start positive. Things that I like. <laughs> um, despite my complete umbrance for everything about him, I umbrance? like the <laughs> scene like with. Like I'm trying. I'm trying to like. Despite make my words here. displashery over this plot line, I uh, I, I did enjoy the scene with with Euron and Cersei to some small degree. If only because it felt like they were trying to give him a little bit more personality, I guess. He was almost funny with that two hands joke. Yeah, like they 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 really like gave a half-hearted attempt there, and for that I applaud them. Um, as for everything else, the Greyjoys uh, are a fucking joke. Uh, the only reason that Danny's entire fleet got taken out is because they're desperate to keep Cersei in the game because they don't want to just waste Lena Headey. Um, I cannot stand the, like, Sansa trying to do this will-they-won't-they thing up in Winterfell. Like, it makes some sense, like, she's the rightful heir, but, like, fuck it, they've made him king in the north, so now she's gonna try and do this whole backstabby thing, and look at me, I admire Cersei to some degree, cause whatever, and I, I, I'm glad the Sand Snakes are dead. Well, and plus... (laughs) You had to consider Bran's finally got those eyebrows under control, so I think he might be oh, ready to lead in the North. <laughs> oh, and I totally like, how about, I totally let's, let's talk about, about let's, let's talk about that for a second. Like the sudden, there. like like uh, this this kid and this girl who looks very much like a wildling show up at the wall. The brothers of the Night's Watch walk up, and they're a little bit more progressive than they were probably about three years ago. So they decide that they're actually going to talk to them. And Dolores said, uh, Dolores said is like, uh, Dolores said is what I'm going to go with. Dolores <laughs> said, yeah, I like it. Uh, is like, uh, hey, uh, are you wildlings? And they're like, nah, brah. And they're like, well, prove that you're not wildlings. We're like, we know Jon Snow. How do you know Jon Snow? Well, this one time, you saw White Walkers, didn't you? Like, way to fucking Donald Trump I, the shit out of that. I watched you fisting the first man. Like, that was... That was some like <laughs> some fucking like like 
cheap goddamn illusionary bullshit there. Like, look at this hand. Now look over here. Yeah, now I'm gonna bring my. I'm gonna put my fingers in a ring and pull it out from behind my head. And Thank ta-da! You. Now yeah. watch me. Can you imagine? Separate it. Can you imagine if you would have just like looked at him and then just for like three minutes pulled a multicolored scarf out of his fist? Right. And like, and then Lord Commander Ed, as he is now, Lord Commander Ed is just like, yeah. I did yeah. see things beyond the wall. You must be Jon Snow's brother. That's clearly no, the only like distinction that, that I can much draw there. Fit in the hand, and you're what like right. fourteen? Damn. Where are your legs, child? <laughs> Left them holding the door. <laughs> Fuck. Where are your legs, child? <laughs> Jesus. Bran Stark, also a character that, in my opinion, needs to be dead in the next couple of episodes because he should have died a while ago because, no, fuck him and everything that he did to the fucking poor Hodor. Hodor was a good and pure goddamn soul, and Bran did that to him. Bran fucking did that to him, and I will never forgive him. Ever. He's a monster. (laughs) Hashtag time wizard. Well, Sorry, that's. I think that I think that well covers everything that, that that's my view on the show recently. I don't know if I missed anything. Uh, Littlefinger whisper speak. God, Strong he's still story. doing it, even when they're alone in the crypts. I did. I did actually kind of enjoy the parallels between the scene with Jon Snow choking him out and Ed choking him out. I like that. Peter, who who was left to carve that perfect statue? Of Borum. Of Eddard. The, uh, the, the, the Crypt Keeper. The Stark oh. Crypt Keeper. The yeah. little golem looking guy from Tales from the Crypt? <laughs> That's the one. Necro Golem. Actually, I have so many questions about that. <laughs> Necro-golem. Right now. Necro Golem. Who is Thank perfectly you. pressing and starching their clothes? Uh, how are Daenerys's curls so perfect? Well, she's got a she's got a girl for that. Uh, Vidal Sassoon. Vidal Sassoon. Yep, of 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 the Southland. Yep. The Southland. He's, uh, he's a yep, Valerian. He's, he's Roinish. He's Roinish. Hey, Rob. Yes. What you geeking on? Oh, let's see. Uh, I just started playing this uh, um, game called uh, Fuck. What is it? Uh, Elite Dangerous. And uh, wow, it's okay. actually really solid. It recently came out for uh, the PlayStation and Xbox. Uh, normally, it was a, 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 cons- or a, a PC game, but it is um, kind of a, a exploration game. It was so- it's basically like what No Man's Sky wanted to grow up to be, and what uh, um, oh shit, what's the one that I still want to come out? Star Citizen. Star Citizen. Hopefully, will be someday after they decide to get their ass in gear and move it beyond an alpha phase. But, uh, so basically you get in a starship and you fly around and you explore and do space battles and you just fucking go and explore outer space and shit like that. And they have some fantastic graphics in there. Um, there's uh, not a whole lot of a cool piece of story. It's uh, a lot of multiplayer stuff. But uh, it's got a lot of really cool exploration aspects to it. Uh, apparently there are like these uh, alien life forms that like have recently been introduced, but it's been like... 
uh, a really strange and interesting, uh, I guess, uh, excursion for people to go out and try and like uh, follow these trails and hunt these things down. It's just like uh, it, it's a, a really, really interesting space exploration game. And for that, I think it's worth at least a little bit of my time. So I'm going to continue playing it for a little bit and see if it uh, does anything else to perk my interest. But as of right now, uh, Elite Dangerous, uh, it's uh, definitely worth checking out and watching some videos of at the very least. I don't know if I'd say it's worth buying yet, but we will see probably by next week. So, uh, Joe, what about you? Uh, so I have been uh, continuing my my read through the Dark Tower because I am heckin' pumped that the movie's coming out next week. And the uh, the trailers, every trailer I see gets me more excited. Um, I just can't wait. I'm I'm heckin' pumped, man. Well, I hope Hashtag. I hope you don't get uh, disappointed. I I do too, but it, it'll be okay. I'll live. I'll live if I'm not dis- if I'm disappointed. Um, I will say I know we've talked about it before, and uh, I was pretty sure that I was just going to agree with Cy King about uh, Roland's race never being mentioned. But in the Song of Susanna, as I was rereading it, uh, it was mentioned that he is in fact white. But I still don't care. Idris Elba carries the role well. I think. Yeah, I, I got no problem with the casting at all. So, but anyway, yeah, that's what I'm I'm geeking on that this week. Dark Tower, man. Uh, Nick, what are you geeking on this week? Uh, well, I guess I'm going to be uh, geeking on more things that I don't like about uh, Game of Thrones Season 7. Um, so I forgot this one. The... Uh, we're kind of desperate for a plot line, so let's see. We're sitting around the round table. Hmm, there's mm-hmm. dragons. Hmm. All right, what, what did that what did that Bard the Bowman guy do in Lake Town? What was his like half-assed attempt oh, to fucking kill Smog? Let's just do that. Let's build a fucking giant crossbow. A ballista, if you will. Good Christ. That's all. I haven't been geeking on anything else but prepping for this show. So take that. Uh, Ryan? Uh, I have been uh, avidly binge-watching my way through uh, season one of Fargo. Oh, uh, how's that treat? Yeah, you were on oh, your Fargo grind last week. Yeah, and I uh, I just finished it last night there, and I, I'm starting season two tonight. And uh, let me tell you, it's a show worth watching now. Yeah? Oh, yeah, it's really good. A lot of good acting, a lot of good dialogue, too. It's uh, it's nice. very much, and it's uh, about episode five of season one, maybe episode six. Um, there's an absolute direct tie-in to the movie, and uh, it makes it it makes the show uh, that much better. There, yeah, oh yeah, fantastic, fantastic. Two feet right down the uh, old wood chipper. That's not that's not the tie-in, but oh. uh, uh, yeah, no, it's really good. It's it's extraordinary, and supposedly season two is is like a leap and bound better than season one. So I'm, uh, excellent. Super excited to start that tonight. How's, uh, uh how's Bilbo in the role? Is he doing, doing good? Um, in, he's incredible. Good. Yeah. He's Lester Nygaard. Um, <laughs> NYG, like N Y G G A A R D Lester. He Nygaard. left his what outside? <laughs> he's, uh, he's very good. And Billy Bob Thornton is, uh, is, fucking tremendous 
So I, I very much, if you have access to Hulu, FX Now only has the current, I think, season three. That's all they have. So you'd have to go to Hulu. But if you have Hulu, I, I thoroughly, uh, what word am I looking for? Enjoyed? Nope. I thoroughly purged. Promote? No, I thoroughly, uh, that's not the word. Oh, struggler. It is. I'm struggling. What word am I looking for? I'm asking for help. Obviously. I have no idea what we're even starting with. Smells like toast. Mm, Make a fist. (laughs) All the way back. Start to finish. (laughs) Make a show out of it. Yep. Yep. So far, Zach Braff. What? (laughs) Fist plugs. Uh, fist, fist plugs, more than likely. Fist plugs. Wow. What is that even? Stick around. Face, arm, strength. Time to call emergency. Nico here. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Chap Snatter, and listen to our twats. Especially from Rob Bass, he will keep you up to date on all the latest and greatest going on with the show. Also, follow us on YouTube, iTunes, and RedTube. The five stars. We love you. Hello, this is Sherlock Holmes. If you can't get enough Cartoon Joe, check out him. Check him out on this this freaking show podcast on uh, Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. Get on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash geekcastlive for special content, perks, and that warm, fuzzy feeling that you're doing something awesome and helping out our podcast. We wouldn't be anywhere without you guys, and we look forward to bringing you geeky content for a long time to come.